It's Angie. And Nicole. She's the friend. Welcome to Angie and Friends on a Podcast. Okay, we have not been hanging out for a long time. There's so much to catch up on. So if you're listening, strap in. So would you be surprised if I told you I have another child? You have another child? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, because it's been that long? (laughs) But we have four new puppies. There's always a puppy theme. Like, not really theme, but there's always four. Just four? Daisy May had four mini Bernadoodles. Did I tell you that? Well, I think it was... She told me that you told me that she was going to, but I don't know if I remember you saying she, she has did. since delivered only They're four. F- well, only four living. She oh, okay. Had six. I don't want to talk about it. So she okay. had four anyway. So yeah, so there is been, there is been there. <laughs> there has been new birth in our home. Yeah. And how old are they now? Four and a half weeks. And so what's the plan for these four mini Bernadoodles? To find them a forever home. Forever. <laughs> Seriously, they're so cute. Are they? They're adorable. Do I get a family discount if I buy one? Sure. This is when we will raise the price and then reduce it. <laughs> yeah, just like Sears did way Sears. back when. <laughs> you ever, I, I even remember always going in there looking for a KitchenAid. And at I Sears? Would, at Sears. I remember going in there and looking at the prices and I'd see the price. And then they showed that they were on sale next time I went in, but they raised the price to show the same price. Yeah. I was like, I'm not buying from you because yeah, you're dirty. We're we're smarter now. <laughs> it's the way things are. You can go online. Anyway, KitchenAids, puppies, friends. Hello. So t- tell me the story about uh, how you've become famous because oh, of the podcast. Oh, for heaven's sakes. I am wearing my Oh My Star shirt today. I am. That was a gift from a listener, which yes. is funny. Yes. Thank oh. you, Christy. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know who. Thank you, Christy. Uh, no, so I'm dropping the kids off at school the other day, and Aaron, if you're listening, rolls down the window, and he was like, hey, girls, this is Friends from Angie and Friends. And I'm like, hi, girls. And it's funny because it's plural. I'm a plural. Well, the idea is to get some other people mixed in, and I have been looking at having some other people join us because people in the community... Now, I'm not talking famous people like we've had Leanna not Crawford, like me, right? Oh, okay. But I'm saying people in the community who, community who are inspiring me because of what they're doing for the Lord. I totally want them on our podcast. But that's the whole point. It's Angie and friends. Yes, you need to have a friend with you when you come in. Yes, I'm number one. <laughs> You're the number First one. First <laughs> friend and Tom and some other. Yes. Actually, no, it's wonderful. I hate to tell you this, but Amy has claimed to be my number one friend, and so. Everybody else kind of has to fall in line. And that's Sorry. okay. Her name starts with an A. So if we alphabetize <laughs> and prioritize, I'll let it slide this time. My friend Jen even gave me a notebook one time that had a pencil on it that says we're number two. or I'm number two or something like that. There's a lot of pencils that are number two. You know but that, right? she gave it to me because she realizes that Amy's number one. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, you got to follow stars. the joke. See? Okay. Oh, <laughs> so you're famous no, because you're on a not- podcast. No, I just have recorded my thoughts <laughs> and people listen, but it's no different. The whole concept is it's no different if you're sitting down at a restaurant and you overhear a conversation. Isabel, Isabel was at a luncheon at Kiwanis. She goes, mom, people were talking behind me and they made a comment about there's a new doctor in town. And she said, and I'm listening. She goes, I found out they're talking about dad, but he's not new. And they're talking about all the things. Yeah. And she said, then I honed in on. 
what they were saying about this said new doctor. New doctor. And they said good things. Yes. So she was glad. And I said, did you turn around and say, hi, I'm the doctor's daughter? <laughs> she said, no. I said, that's okay. Do you know what's funny? I ran into two different people who said they went to this new doctor, Schmidt. And I was like, I know him. <laughs> they did say nice things because he is a really great guy. In the military, Brian wanted me to follow social media to see what all the officers and officers' wives were saying about Oh, but the you doctors. don't want to take anything from officers' wives. I and don't I like flat them. out told him, no way. I am not. <laughs> I am not. Why? Why? Just go in, be you, do your do best. Do your best, Who yes. cares what people say or don't say, whatever. Anyway. And we pray for the Holy Spirit to give him wisdom. Yes. So there you go. Yes. And I love that uh, that he's he's getting into the community and people are are starting to know that he's available because I, like I said, I think he's a really fantastic doctor. I don't go to him myself because, you know, he's my friend. Right. (laughs) Well, and there are people that come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were. And then they're whatever. Anyway, it's, this is why we moved here to be a part of the community. It really is. And that's his contribution to the community is to do his best as, as a physician. Yeah. So what, what else? What's new? Hi. Oh my gosh. So we haven't done a podcast since last fall, and there's a really important reason for that. <laughs> Life has just gone. Okay, so you know sometimes change takes time. Well, change in my life has happened in a very short amount of time. So way back yes. to November 1st, my dad was very, very sick. We thought he was at the end. Well, we decided to go back the 1st of November and see him, and he was great. He was he was rallied, you know, he was having great conversation. He still slept a lot, but he was really, really in a good place. And we stayed there from Wednesday, and I was planning on leaving on Sunday. Well, Saturday night, I was helping my sister put my dad to bed because he couldn't do it himself. And I said, hey, I wanted to remind you that I'm leaving tomorrow. And the look in his eyes was shock and like sadness and I couldn't handle it. I told Tom, I said, I can't leave yet. I, I didn't prepare him enough. And I'm really, you know, I'm, I just can't leave. It was just really bothering me to, to the point where I was in tears. You just knew. I knew. And so I told my sister, I said, if you wouldn't mind, we'd like to stay another night. I just need to stay one more night um, and prepare him a little better because he looked really sad when he knew that I was leaving. And she said, if that's what you need to do, go ahead. Because we were staying with her. I didn't want to overstay my welcome you know my sister had been taking care of my dad for a little over a month full time and so she was really putting out a lot of her she she put her whole life on hold to be his caregiver and so um I didn't want to impose even more I told her I said I'm coming there yes to see dad but mostly to help you because I realize you're taking on a lot and so she said that's fine so she wanted to go Sunday she's part of a shooting organization where she does um. Oh, what do they call it? It's not trap. It's not skeet. It is. We're talking sporting pew, clays. We're talking pew pew shooting. Yes. Okay. Pew pew. She does sporting clays. She's <laughs> in a league, and they were having a special thing that day, that Sunday. And I said, "I'll take care of Dad. You go and have fun." And she really appreciated that. So I went over, and we had a fantastic visit with Dad. My husband sat and chatted with him for hours, and then my brother from Australia called, and they had a really great conversation. And he wanted, on Sunday night, he wanted family dinner, and he wanted steaks. 
Well, of course, my brother-in-law, Chuck, he was the one who had to cook the steaks. So after they got done shooting, they came over and cooked steaks, and we sat down with all the family, and my nieces were there too, and we had a nice steak dinner. But Dad looked a little sad, and he really wasn't eating. And Judy said, what's going on, Dad? Why, why are you look so sad? And he said, they buried Franny today. Franny was his best friend from high school. They've always been together. They've, you know, into their old age. Franny had passed away a couple months ago, but his he was buried that evening, day. that day. And they had posted it on Facebook, and he saw it after he got off the phone with my brother. And so it instantly saddened him, and he started crying. It was very sad. And my dad loved to go out and take rides in the car. And so he'd say to my sister, let's go to do this and let's go to do that. And one of the things he wanted to do was he wanted to go to the glass factory in Oneana. This is in New York. So my sister had planned on taking him on Wednesday. Sure, Dad, I'll take you wherever you want to go because he just loved to go for rides. And they would end up in like crazy places and they'd have lunch and come back. And my sister really enjoyed getting to know my dad a little bit better in that time. And I told Judy, I said, why don't you plan on taking dad out to the grave site? And she said, that's a good idea. And he goes, yeah, I'd really like that. So that was the plan. Well, he didn't eat very much. He enjoyed the company, but he was just really sad. Well, Judy was putting him to bed that night and he goes, I don't really feel so good. So we put him to bed, gave him a hug and a kiss, told him, you know, I reminded him this time I'm leaving tomorrow morning. And he said, okay. And it was different this time. He was okay. Well, I get on the road at seven o'clock in the morning. I'm an hour out. And Judy calls me and says, you have to come back. Dad's transitioning. Mm. So I turned around. Well, the next exit for the throughway was <laughs> half right, an hour. Right. So it took me an hour and a half to get back. Um, the, the hospice nurse was there and she said, he's transitioning. You know, we're just going to keep an eye on him. Well, we called our friend. He's actually a distant cousin, Bob. Bob had been ministering to him a lot and was a really good friend and mowed the lawn and all the kind of stuff that you would want as a good friend. So he, Bobby had come over and um, we allowed him to be there with us and uh, and and just sent, sent, had to be with the Lord. Right. <sighs> yeah, it was tough. Um, but we were there. We said our goodbyes. It was good. So that was not the end because <laughs> that now, now I had to be in New York for the whole next week. So I was, I was actually in New York for almost two weeks. That was the longest I've been in New York since I left as a teenager. <laughs> oh gosh. My mom wanted me to do the service. So as a pastor, the first funeral I had to do was my dad's. <laughs> Did you expect that? Was there any talk about the conversation with my mom was that she really didn't know who was going to do the service. And when we went to the funeral home and they said, do you want the Catholic Church to do it? And she said, no. And she said, well, who's going to do your funeral? And she pointed at me and said, my daughter's a pastor. She'll do it. Oh, wow. And so, I mean, I had raised my hand, which was crazy. I don't know why I raised my hand. But anyway, I wanted to be useful to my family and and then I thought to myself, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> it's my dad's funeral. What the heck am I doing? But then God reminded me, I have been praying for the salvation of my family, and now I have their ear. Right. You know? And so my message at the funeral, which was really interesting, my siblings and I, there's four of us, we sat down to talk about what we would talk about, because all of us spoke from my, I'm the baby, so I was the last one to speak. We went in, in age order. 
And everybody had a different something that they talked about, which was so cool. We kind of got a broader look at dad from kid's perspective. Right. Mom didn't want to talk and we invited others as well. But when it came down to me, I wanted to talk about living life because that was my message to dad ever since he found out he was sick. It's dad, you've got life left in you. What do you want to do? Let's go out and do things. Let's go out and do the things you've never done, but you've always wanted to. Let's go, you know, let's go. And he he said, I've lived life. I'm good. I don't need to do anything else. And it really saddened me. But near the end, when he he kind of was, you know, with Judy and he knew it was the end and he wanted to go out driving. He started to started to get an idea about going out and doing things. And I was really glad that in the end he started to live life, even if it was just a little bit. I love that he started to live life. So my message at dad's funeral was... John 10.10 says that he came to give us life and life abundantly. And that's not for then when we get to heaven. That is for now. And we need to live life. And we need to be joyful. And we we just need to have life coursing through us. And that was my message, basically. Let's live. It was very interesting for me, though. I grew up Catholic. My dad was a Catholic. My whole family is a Catholic. When I was standing in the funeral parlor, which was an old house, the main room was where everybody sat, but there was an overflow room to the right. And it was interesting how all of my staunch Catholic family was over to the right and all of the others (laughs) were straight ahead. It was almost like they segregated themselves. Interesting. And I didn't want to offend them. So I was really careful about the words that I spoke because I respect them and their faith. Uh, But my friend Ronnie, who's also a pastor, he was there at the end. He came up and he said, I know you were going light. (laughs) You were preaching light. And and he just had really great things to say and and closed us out. And it was really nice. Um, Ronnie had also gone and spoken to my dad about salvation and and how to continue to live you know, beyond this earth. And I really appreciated Ronnie for going out there. And this was the thing that got me. Ronnie's dad had just passed away and he came to my dad, who was a friend of his father's and he ministered to my dad in those times. Wow. Because my dad was housebound for the most part. And so Ronnie came over and talked about his dad and, you know, that whole thing and, and then ministered to my dad. I just thought that was really a unique way to, I guess, mourn is to feed into others. And to let them know there's an important message. Anyway, after the funeral, we did the funeral on a Saturday, but then I had to stay until Monday because Monday was the graveside service and that's where he got his military honors. And the one thing I wanted was my dad to have a 21 gun salute. I wanted the Marines to be there. I wanted the VFW to get themselves organized. And they had said... On Saturday, we only have like two guys. And I said, give me a gun. Give my brother-in-law a gun and my sister. We will all be part of the 21-gun salute. I don't care. It has to happen. That was my thing. So we went out to the gravesite, And wouldn't you know, the two Marines came that were from part of the local group. And they did the flag folding. And it was, I was just very proud. And the veterans had come up with seven and so they were able to do the 21-gun salute. And it was a perfect 
graveside service. And I told the guys, I said, hey, I'm going to act as chaplain and I will say a few words and then I'll let you do the things that you do. And anyway, I got it, all of it videotaped. And my mom, it's funny, my mom just the other day found it and watched it again. Now that it's been some time, she was right. able to watch it and she just really enjoyed it. So after that, we left. We came back to Ohio. But then the, co- the conversation was what to do with mom. The house is really big. It's three levels. It's not safe. There are some safety things involved, but it was just really hard. We were afraid that she would fall. And, you know, it only takes one fall. Right. And so we made a plan that she come out and stay with us for a time just to see how she'd enjoy being in Ohio. We were heading out to Colorado, so we took her with us. So let me back up just a minute here. In the midst of all that, you had just moved to a new house as well. We literally were in that house <laughs> three days. We we went in three days before we went back to New York so that we could fix a few things. Like the uh, we wanted to paint just a couple of rooms and reshelf a couple of places. And so we literally just moved in there. Right. <laughs> right. And it was... It was a whirlwind. We we were really trying to get in quickly before we went back to New York. So we came back. We were only in the house for three days. We came back from New York to our new house two weeks later. Right. <laughs> and then we had to get things ready for mom to come and visit. It was really fun taking her with us to Colorado. Hey, listen, you put someone in a wheelchair and you get to the front of every line, <laughs> front of TSA, front of the airport. I mean, the front. It was the best way to travel. Mom goes, you don't want me traveling with you. I go, oh, yes. Yes, we do. Because you are the ticket to get us through the airport. I mean, and they escort us. Right. I'm like, you're going everywhere with us. <laughs> it was oh, fantastic. My I told Tom, I said, if she doesn't go, you're getting in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad, but it's true. Um, that was the joke anyway. So the day after Thanksgiving, Mom came and stayed with us. We went to Colorado for a week. She had a great time. We had a great time. When she came back on the 17th, she fell in her bedroom because she was sick and really weak. And she lost her balance and fell and broke her back, which thank God it was just her back. Right. And it was just a compression fracture. One vertebrae. It was was comparatively. It was okay, But then she started having a lot of pain. And I will make this part short. We ended up taking her to the hospital two days later. They found the compression fracture. And then a week later, it was right after Christmas, we got snowed in, right? right? It was actually on my birthday. She forgot it was my birthday. She was in so much pain. I took her back to the hospital. They took her to another hospital. And then she was there for weeks waiting for them to take her, you know, get her up to snuff and seeing if there's anything they're going to do about her back and blah, blah, blah. And then she was transferred to a rehabilitation center. All this time, she's up and down with pain. We were trying to regulate medications. We were trying to figure out what was going on, and we just couldn't figure out what was going on. When she got to the rehabilitation center, she hit rock bottom. I thought we were losing her. Honest to goodness, I was so freaked out. I told my sister, this is too soon. This is just like dad. Like, I can't handle this. Well, turns out we ordered a urinalysis. I said, I've got to get her an urinalysis, see if she's got a yeast infection or a UTI. Sure enough, she had a UTI. Once we got that regulated, she bounced right back. So this whole time that she had all this pain, it was a UTI. This whole time we couldn't get her to function correctly. It was a UTI. It affected her 
so much. And no, she doesn't have like what we would have with a urinary tract infection. That doesn't work that way in elderly, but it's so devastating for them. And I had no idea. So she got out of the rehab, came home, and now she's like herself. She's been using a walker all along, but last week she started using a cane. She's a little wobbly, but she's doing great. I mean, mom is back. And now she's okay with living with us. She's looking at things she's doing. I got her into grief share, which was a huge blessing. We're going to take her back next month and so she can clean out her house and figure out all the things that she wants to keep, what she wants to bring back to Ohio, things that she wants to sell. My sister took pictures of the whole house and said, look at every room. Tell me what you want, what you don't want, which is a really, you know, super help because she can do it all in a notebook. Keeps her busy right now. Right. So praise God. But (laughs) you think about this from November 1st, dad dying. And then mom coming to live with us, then traveling to Colorado, then mom falling. And, and then I've been working from home. I set up a home studio just so that I could operate out of my home. And the house move and still newlyweds <laughs> and holidays and children and grandchildren. Oh, so it's all. you lived almost a full year in the midst of a, a few span months. of a few months. And I feel like even now we're just starting to kind of get back into a routine. I'm not even back to work in the studio full time yet because she's got a lot of doctor's appointments and things like that. But we're starting to get a little bit closer. And and there's a lot I can actually do from my home studio, which is really a huge blessing. Actually, a huge blessing. Um, so that's my life. That's what you've missed over the last few months. And here I am. On the other side, starting 2023, not knowing what is next. You know what the biggest change was? I was, after going through so much change in such a little time, I can't even think about what tomorrow has. You know the scripture? Yes. And I can't, I, I now I live it. It's like, forget about tomorrow. I have no idea what tomorrow's going to bring. Everything could change. I totally can relate to that. I've always been the, let me plan ahead. When my mom would come to visit in the military, it's when are you coming next? I always needed something to look forward to. And I've kind of created that in my kids. Hey mom, what's this? Hey, what's this? And I have totally shifted and said, let's focus on today. What have we got going on today? And then they'll say, well, what about, no, no, let's just focus on. So there has been a shift and a change as well. In general, it's it's refreshing. I still kind of think a little bit. Yeah, we ahead, plan, but I loosely plan. But I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not so mentally three months ahead. Yeah, I am. Okay, so that's loosely, like you said, loosely plan. I've got that in mind. But really, it's what's in front of me now. It's it's refreshing. It's really refreshing for me. Yeah, to be there. It is refreshing. And it's totally changed. I guess it was. it's known as a paradigm shift when you start thinking things completely differently. The scripture came alive. That particular scripture about don't worry about tomorrow, it has enough problems of its own, really came to life for me. And now I feel like I'm living it to the fullest. But I can tell you that God has blessed me in so many ways, even through the tough times. You know, um, I love, love having my mom with me. I tell her all the time because my mom and dad didn't have a great relationship, but they were married 67 years, but it was really super dysfunctional. Mm. And mom never really knew what love was. My dad was not good at being loving. He's just not. And here I have this husband who's everything I ever wanted. 
he is the epitome of love because he is committed to loving the way Jesus loves. And he loves on my mom and he loves on me. And mom is changing because she's starting to go, wow, this is this is beautiful, right? Like this is what I've always wanted. So we're committed to showing her what love is. And I tell her all the time, if you want to go somewhere, we're going. She said to me the other day, I got my pamphlet in the mail for Equine Affair in Columbus. Oh, yeah. I went last year. We had a great time, bought a saddle, bought boots, spent money. But, you know, it's an equine affair. Um, This year, I got my brochure, and she was like, ooh, and she sat down and looked at that whole thing. And she goes, if I was a younger gal, I would go to this. I said, Mom, we're going to take you. I'm going to take her. I got a wheelchair. You want to go? Let's go. (laughs) You got front of the line access. yes. No, seriously, if you want to go. I'm taking you wherever you want to go. I told her, I said, we're going to California at the end of May. Where do you want to go? You can go anywhere you want or you can stay home. What do you want to do? You know, you have freedom because she always felt like we were taking her freedom away because we, you know, sent her out of her house and all that. But she's understanding that it's it's really hard for her to stay in that house by herself. And yes, she's going to go back and have her closure and have that, which I think is important. But. I want her to live life. We've we've told her this for years. We want you to live. Dad is gone. What do you want to do? All of us have been committed to that. I told my brother in Australia, he's selling his business over there. And I said, if you're planning on coming back, come back at the end of May. You can stay at my house and visit with mom the whole week. And he was like, I don't know what our plans are yet, but that's something to think about. <laughs> I think that would work out perfectly. That he could stay with her and they could go do stuff. That would be awesome. They even have access to a car. Yeah. So yeah, go for it. Anyway, that's that's my life. I feel like all I've done is talk this whole podcast. Wasn't well, that the point? Us talking. So your cup's full. You're overflowing with so much. I guess. And yeah. tomorrow I am starting a 40-day prayer challenge with several people who have signed up to do this with me. It's going to be done by Zoom. And we're going to take 40 days leading up to Easter to... Draw a circle around the things we want to play. We want to pray about, and we want to um, boost our prayer life and grow closer to God. And I'm really excited about it because this is my third time, and every time I've done it in the past, my dad died the first time, my mom fell the second time. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to start it over again, and this time I'm going to have people who are going to hold me accountable. You know, because when life gets in the way, uh, so I'm doing it for the third time. Awesome, and I'm really looking forward to it. So that starts tomorrow, and. Like I said, several people have signed up who I don't know, and I'm really looking forward to making some new friends and walking a path with them. That is awesome. That's exciting. Is this something that you have started? Yeah. Or is it? No, I advertise it on my Angie and Friends Facebook page. I talk about it on the air, and I ask people to join me, and so several people have. As a matter of fact, there's a pastor in Mansfield who told his whole church to sign up. <laughs> I said, oh, come on, we're wonderful. all going to do this together. He's preached out of it for a long time, and he challenged his congregation to do it as well. And he and I had a conversation on Zoom, and he he just really was thankful that there was somebody else to kind of help him because he really believes in it as well. Right. So it, I thought it was really cool. Um, it's an adventure, like I said. It's called a prayer challenge, but I thought challenge was too much of a, a word that may, might intimidate people. But what an adventure. When you dig into God, you start praying about things. Guess who it changes? You. Right. Right. <laughs> and and then the whole world looks differently because you're 
you're so committed to prayer, which is so powerful. People don't realize how powerful it is, but I'm hoping that this group of people are going to realize just how powerful God is. So do you meet every day, every week? There is a video that's available every day, and they read a short chapter out of this book every day. And then once a week, we get together and do the session. It's like a, yeah, it's a session video. Okay. And we're going to do that at the beginning of that next week. So we get on Zoom and we watch this first session and then they do the next week and we talk about it and have discussion and then do the next session. Okay. So what if someone is listening to this now, but it's already started? Well, they're going to have to wait till we do it again. Oh, they can't pray until then? (laughs) (laughs) They can definitely do it. It's a, the book is called Draw the Circle from Mark Batterson. Okay. They can definitely do it on their own, but I'm not going to be doing it another. It's hard to jump in halfway through. Okay. So I would say, wait till we do it again, because I don't think this is the last time. And you know, it was really funny because Mark said to me, I was doing it on my own. I wasn't doing it as a station thing. And he said, no, I want you to do this more with listeners. I want you to promote this more. I want this. This is what I want. Community for, based. Yeah. Yes. I want to in, involve more of our listeners to, to live as Christians. And so... He was all for it. He's like, I want you to to get it out there more and do it as a station thing. And I was like, okay. It was kind of late by the time he told me that, but I did. I got it out more. Well, it starts with something. And like you said, this isn't going to be the only time you're going to do it. Right. People are hungry, Angie. They are hungry. We are hungry. Yeah. I mean, really, for things of the Lord, there's so much crazy chaos. And in the midst of it, (sighs) I know there can be peace. We had... A night of worship, a community night of worship last Saturday at my church. And there were several churches there that all came together, and it was so powerful. And that's exactly what my pastor said. He said, people are hungry. Yeah. And we just we just brought the Lord, like, come on, come on, Lord, you just right in this place. Here right. we are. We're here to worship you. And it was it was so good. It was so good. But here's the funny thing. This isn't funny. This is just God. <laughs> so I, I love God because he just, he takes over, you know, in our fall, fallible, when we're fallible, when we fall, whatever. Thursday, I started getting the sniffles. On Friday, I was done. I had such a head cold. I went mm. back to bed. I came in to work because I had to, but I went back to bed early and I slept Friday night and Saturday morning, I slept all morning and then I got up to go to do the night of worship completely completely head cold okay no fever right but you know how your sinuses are clogged and you know you just feel like junk i took cold medicine and i went to the night of worship and my upper register of my you know there's registers when you're singing right my upper register the higher notes was completely clogged but the more i sang the more it opened and by the time we did a night of worship i felt like i had full voice and even Tom said to me, your voice was really strong. And I said, well, praise God, because oh. I couldn't figure out how I was going to do it. And then yesterday for Sunday, I do worship in the morning. And then we go and do worship in the evening for a youth group. And my voice was strong for those as well. And today my nose is all clogged up again, but I feel better. And it was just, you know, I just love it when God really does prove himself strong. And I, I just say, okay, I, I just need you to do it. Right. Yeah. And there were some really unique things that happened. Like we got to the end of a song and we were just kind of settling in his presence. And I started singing, I exalt thee. And it was like the place exploded. 
because everybody knew the song. Nobody had to look at the words and they just praised God. And it was like, boom, in the room. It was just crazy. And it wasn't planned. Everybody was like, that was so good. And I go, you got to give God the glory because that was not a plan of mine. And that was, I didn't even know, I didn't even have the music in front of me. I didn't even know the chords to play. But my friend Jen, she's got planning center access and she pulled it up so that the rest of the band could play. And so I stopped playing because they all had the sheets (laughs) and I just sang. But it was really, it was just such a God moment. And I, I really appreciate him for bailing me out, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So anyway, God is good. Praise, Amen. Praise him. Anything else you want to add? I, I mean, we haven't talked about my friend yet. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the no, no, all no. about the Angie and not no, the friend. No, I love it. No, I love. I I love hearing about it. That's what I'm, that's what this is about. Sitting down, let's just. Okay. So here's the thing. Next week. Now you guys kind of caught up with my life, you know, because I've been on and off the air you know, a few times and people are probably wondering what's going on. Well, now you know. Does she really exist? Is she really here? <laughs> Do things sound differently? It's because I'm recording from my my home, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but praise God, he worked out all that as well. Anyway, um, next time we get together, I would really like to invite some people who, like I said before, have really inspired me by what they're doing. I just want to get to know them better. So I think I will we'll bring in more friends. What do you think? I love it. And I don't know him any better than you do, so it'll be a, an adventure. <laughs> but that's how but that's how you become friends yeah. with people. You are friendly, you have conversations, you find out what you're in com- what you have in common. Yep. What do you think? My Sound stars. like a good time? Absolutely. I'm even thinking back to when you and I started to connect. I volunteered at Rock the Lake. I was just a just a volunteer. And now I'm wrapped up into a whole lot of responsibilities regarding volunteering. That's what happens when you become a volunteer. Yes, but it started over conversations about a horse that you are yeah. passionate about and I knew nothing about. Nothing. Horses intimidate me. They still do. That's neither My horse is turning 19 this week. <gasps> no. Yeah, she's an old woman. Isabel occasionally still asks, is, is Faith alive? Oh, yeah. She's I know that sounds weird to alive say. Alive and kicking. Your horse, Faith. Yeah, Faith. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My horse is named yes, Faith. Faith is alive. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, so she's asked often. So yeah. just a conversation about a horse has led us here. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. I know. Gosh, Angie. Well, it's wonderful. God is good. I I I have so much like overflowing from my heart that it's good. And it's so good to be back talking with you because I've missed you. I've missed you, and let's not deceive those that are listening we have communicated since last november (laughs) but not yeah not to this level not on this location for lack of better words yeah we haven't done it this way and here we are i didn't talk much but my coffee's still cold because i'm like (laughs) the next time we get on here and talk we're going to talk about the coffee that i turned on turned you on to what? The coffee that I turned you on to that now is your staple when you go and get coffee. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're going to talk about that on the next one. Absolutely. <laughs> and I will say, there are still lots of things that God is doing in my life, my family, and just continuing to move forward. And just like for you, each day, take it one day at a time, one step at a time. All that God wants is for me and for us to just be faithful for where we are and what we have. Yep. And there's peace in that. 
Do you know it's when we get squeezed? You know, like you would squeeze a lemon. It's yeah. when we get squeezed that people are watching how we're going to respond. And in my case, I'm just praising God because I, I look beyond the stuff that's hurting and I look to how good he's been in the whole walk. Right. So I hope that inspires somebody who might be feeling that squeeze. Squeezing's good. <laughs> you want to squeeze? Yes, I'll give I you a, I'll give you a huggy squeeze. <laughs> Angie, I love you, friend. You too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The Rise of Hemp Podcast Network.